And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and of the Cyrenians, and of the Alexandrians, and of those from Cilicia and Asia, rose up and disputed with Stephen. But they could not withstand the wisdom of the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they secretly instigated men who said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. They stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council. And they set up false witnesses who said, This man never ceases to speak words against this holy place and the law, for we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Imagine having the face of an angel, or at least being described as having the face of an angel. You probably have these images in your mind of like Cupid or, or a radiant person, but in all honesty, it probably would be a pretty horrible condition to have. The first thing you'd have to say to everyone is, Fear not! <laughs> And then they'd expect you to give them a message. (laughs) Or maybe they would fall down before you in worship. Now that one might not be too bad. You could always get them to, you know, do your homework or do household chores or anything else you really don't want to do. But then you can overdo it a little bit. And they come to resent you. And instead of worship, they try to kill you. Famous last words. Our sermon series was not chosen lightly. We could have chosen to continue our series through the Psalms and the emotions that they bring up. It was an excellent series and it would have been easy to keep going. But we chose this. We could have chosen to speak about the birth of Christ. It is the Christmas season after all. Why not talk about our Savior and how He came into the world? But we chose this. We could have chosen to explore the wisdom of Solomon through the Proverbs or Ecclesiastes. We could have walked through the days of creation. We could have exegeted one of Paul's many epistles. We could have chosen literally anything else. But we chose this. We chose this to show what we have learned at Ozark. After five years here, we've learned things that we never imagined that we would learn. I never thought that I would learn to read Greek on a regular basis. Or that I would be able to memorize whole chapters of Scripture in one go. Or to be able to see connections between the Old Testament and the New Testament every time I pick up the Bible. But now here I am, in front of you, a living example of what Ozark can do to you and for you. We chose this to encourage you to keep going no matter the cost. Ozark is a hard school. It's easy to give up or lose hope or lose motivation. 
in complete honesty, I have failed classes at Ozark. I even thought about giving up on this sermon to not come here and speak before you. I was overwhelmed, lost hope, lost motivation. But here I am in front of you, a living example of perseverance and the counsel that you can get at Ozark. We chose this to give you our own last words. As seniors, we are leaving Ozark soon, and we want to be able to leave behind a legacy of sorts. We want to leave behind some of the products of our conversations with peers and professors, products of our ever-improving studies of Scripture, products of the encouragement we have received just by being here. And now I'm here in front of you to encourage you the best that I can. I am the last to speak in this series. Famous last words. It's a big responsibility. But I hope that I can fulfill it well. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. You all know who Stephen is. He was among the first of the deacons, one of seven godly men chosen to serve in the place of the apostles to meet needs that were not being met, so that the apostles could focus on their teaching and on prayer. He was the first martyr, seized for being able to answer any opposition, questioned for the teachings that he defended, and stoned for publicly proclaiming what he believed. Stephen was a man who was truly dedicated to God, no matter the cost. As my brothers and sisters in Christ, I would like to be able to describe you as Stephen, full of grace and full of power, full of wisdom, full of the Spirit, and reflecting, radiating God. But I don't know if I can. I don't know everyone here. I don't know how you react under pressure or when you're in danger. And I can't say whether you will be like Stephen. But what I can do is I can encourage you to keep walking on that path. To keep moving in that direction. To be dedicated to God in everything, no matter the cost. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and those of the Cyrenians and of the Alexandrians, and those from Cilicia and Asia, rose up and disputed with Stephen. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they secretly instigated men who said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes. And they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council. And they set up false witnesses who said, This man never ceases to speak words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. 
when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. They cried out with a loud voice, and stopped their ears, and rushed together at him. Then they cast him out of the city, and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. The cost of following Jesus may be high. First off, because we have responsibilities as Christians that most people do not have. The first and foremost is to be responsible to God because of our position as sons and daughters of God. We have a responsibility to act like God's children the way that He has asked us to all throughout Scripture by allowing His Spirit to work in us and through us, planting the seeds of the fruits, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We have responsibilities to others as ambassadors. Not just as Ozark ambassadors, but as ambassadors of God. To show God's loving kindness to all people, no matter how they receive it. Interceding on their behalf to the best of our abilities. Just as Jesus did on the cross. When he interceded and atoned for all the sin of all mankind. And even gave the prayer, Father forgive them. For they don't know what they're doing. Stephen did it when he was being stoned. He showed God's love and his grace even as people were forcing him out of the city to kill him. And he proclaimed, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. We have responsibilities to ourselves, to ourselves as Christians, to maintain healthy spiritual habits, to maintain a personal Bible study outside of class, to be consistent in prayer, talking to God about everything, and listening to see what He will say. To fast for all those things that truly matter. And to love and forgive others as Jesus and Stephen demonstrated in their deaths. As my brothers and sisters in Christ, I would like to be able to describe each and every one of you like Stephen. Full of grace full of power, full of wisdom, full of the Spirit, and radiating God. But I don't know if I can. I don't know your individual hearts. I don't know if you've been responsible. I don't know if you have been faithful. I don't know if you've demonstrated God's love to others. All that I can do is encourage you to keep moving in that direction, to be dedicated to God in everything, no matter the cost. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. 
the cost of following Jesus is very high. You might lose friends, as I have lost, due to a distaste or a hate of anything Christian, no matter what you try to do to show them God's love. You might lose work opportunities, like Jack Phillips and the Masterpiece Cake Shop, just because your beliefs are uncompromising and they've offended someone. You might lose family, like so many of our brothers and sisters around the world, just because of a family name or a family tradition or because that religion is oppressed. You might even lose your own life, as Stephen did, because you've offended some false god, because you were an infidel of some other faith. Or because you've simply proclaimed what you believe. There's no denying that the cost is very high. But if you stay dedicated, if you continue, you can be like Stephen. And my brothers and sisters in Christ, I would like to be able to describe each and every one of you like Stephen. Full of grace. Full of power full of wisdom, full of the Spirit, and radiating God. But I don't know if I can. I don't know all your stories. I don't know what the cost has been for you so far. And I don't know what costs are holding you back. All I can do is encourage you to keep moving in that direction, to be dedicated to God in everything, no matter the cost. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he said this, he fell asleep. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I would like to be able to describe you as Stephen, full of grace full of power, full of wisdom, full of the Spirit, and radiating God. So now the question is, can I?